Hello and welcome to a little bonus episode of Indie Bites, which is just over 15 minutes of a recording with my friend Stefan on his Founder Hot Seat podcast, which is a show that explores some real challenges that founders have in their business and how to overcome them. I've had a ton of messages from people after listening to my previous bonus episode where I explained some of the challenges I've had with mental health over the last few months. And this episode with Stefan was super helpful for me to navigate some of those challenges and set me a path forward. I'd also recommend listening to the full version of this conversation where we go into more detail on my backstory and why mental health as a founder is so important. I'll leave the link at the very top of the show notes for you. And if you haven't heard my previous episode on mental health, I'll give you some context as we dive into this conversation about halfway through. I've been battling with my own mental health since September, which I've never experienced before. When I started working seven day weeks and taking on more freelance video production work than I could handle. I had stopped the video work in November 2020 and then picked it back up again in February with a little bit more restraints. However, it didn't go so well for me. You ended up in the same cycle of being frustrated, depressed, demotivated and ultimately burnt out. In March, I took a few months off and I recorded this with Stefan in late June as I was starting to get back into working again. I'll now pass you over to Stefan for his intro and then we'll join the conversation midway through the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Running a business isn't all glamour and success stories. You're about to hear from a real founder in the trenches. I'm here to help them find clarity, have a space to get their ideas out in the open, and figure out how they're going to move forward. Welcome to the Talk to Stefan podcast. So today I'm joined by James McKinvan, who is the host of the Indie Bites podcast. Welcome to the Founder Hot Seat. Hey Stefan, great to be here. So today's a little bit of a different episode and we're exploring more of a personal journey that you've been on. Let's look at that first point at which you realized back in sort of September to November you were working and you then started to acknowledge, in, in your own words, I think you said these were mental health challenges. What, what was happening for you at that time? It was just purely felt unmotivated and I've never felt so unmotivated to do work that I thought I enjoyed. And I kept telling myself, why don't you, James, you've got to just push through. You've got to just push through. And I was getting annoyed at myself. I was getting angry at myself. I tend to do this a lot, Stefan. I tend to put like a lot of pressure on myself when no one else is really doing that. But I get angry at myself if I let other people down. I don't want to be a problem person. I just want to help people. But then I put pressure on myself for that. So I was getting annoyed. I was like, why, why can't I just push through and get this done? And I kept telling myself that telling myself that over and over again and I didn't understand but looking back on it now that was the first signs of burnout that was the first signs of the lack of motivation certainly the feeling down all the time the feeling unmotivated that is burnout and depression so feeling unmotivated what was that like because you know, we all have days where, you know, I can't be bothered to do this. I can't be bothered to get started on that. It sounds like it was different from that. In in what way was it different? What what was happening? It was definitely different to that because before then I'd had days where I feel unmotivated, but I probably know the next day I'm going to get stuff done or I'm going to like bounce back or there might be a week where I'm feeling unmotivated, but on that week, I'd still probably get the work I needed to done. I'd get like the bare minimum. 
but I'm certainly unmotivated to do anything extra. But this was like a lack of motivation like I'd never experienced before. And there was pressure on me to get this done. I had to get this work done. I had deadlines to hit with these videos. I had to produce these videos. Uh, And I thought, no matter about your motivation, you've just got to do it. And I tried telling myself that. And I still still didn't do it. So it, it was certainly like a different lack of motivation than I might have felt previously. So when you woke up in the morning, what, what was going through your mind at that point? I think about the things that I needed to do. Right, today, I'm gonna, it's going to be a better day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, uh, try and get the work done. I'll, I'll be waking up stressed thinking about what I've got to do. But thinking oh, I'm going to push through and make this better. But I'd still be angry with myself for the last weeks of like getting myself into this position in the first place. And then I'd sit down at my laptop to do the work. I'd like got to this point. Some people say, if you get to this point, first five minutes, the first five minutes was not working for me. <laughs> I would try the first five minutes and I just get angry and frustrated. And I remember a few times going to write the scripts. I like, tried to write them down. And this was probably partly because of the amount of comments I got back on it. So every time I was writing a sentence, I was thinking in the back of my head about what comments they're going to make about this what's going to be wrong about this how can i make it and then i I just i'd stop i'd stop doing it so was there some self-doubt there 100 percent self-doubt and my confidence has taken the biggest hit over the past few months i used to be super confident in every area in every area of my life i was confident i thought it was one of like my if if i wasn't particularly good at something i'd confidence my way through it i bullshit my way through it like even coming on podcasts, I was saying to you, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that great at podcasts at the moment. I bloody host a podcast. I have like 50 microphones. I'm a podcaster. And then someone asked me to come on a podcast. I go, oh, uh, I'm not sure about it. So yeah, my, my confidence was hit massively. Your confidence was hit at that point. Just taking it back to something you were saying there, and you, you mentioned this earlier about sort of creative comments and feedback um, when people are critiquing your work, when it comes from such a personal place, as it's creative work, it's work that you've produced. I'm just wondering, in your career previously, have you ever had feedback like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thinking back on it, I've never been great at taking feedback or taking criticism. Like, I really struggle with it. I remember the, <laughs> the very, very first bit of client work I did so I did an apprenticeship at a housing association. It was like my first job out after Sainsbury's. And uh, they, they gave me a, some freedom. I love making YouTube videos, so I started making videos for them. When I left and got my first job, I took a week's holiday and said, do they want some more of these case study videos that I've been shooting the, the year before? Uh, I thought I could earn a bit of money on my week off. This was 19-year-old James. And... They go, yeah, sure. We agree on a price per video. I think it was £150 per video. And I go in for this week and I shoot 12 videos. I think they were thinking I was going to shoot two or three. I shoot 12 of these videos. And, <laughs> and I don't think my, my old boss at the time had got sign off for 12 videos for £1,800 for this old apprentice. I think he was just being nice to me by saying yes to me doing the videos. So he had to sort of diplomatically say to me, we can't pay you that much or give feedback to try and combine some of the videos. And he sent me this email with feedback. And it, the, I remember opening the email, reading through the feedback and just getting angry. 
I was thinking, I've done all of this work. Um, I deserve this money. And I sent back an angry email. Uh, uh, and this is like a lesson <laughs> I learned after this. An angry email at like half 11. Saying, no, no, no the, the, the videos are fine. I think they, they are good for X, Y, Z reason. Instead of taking on the criticism as it should have been. And he was really good. He called me the next day and said, James, you can't really do that. You can't really just email back angrily disagreeing with all my comments. So he, he, he agreed to pay me the money and, and I made some of the changes. But I've always struggled with criticism and I tried to sort of separate it. I tried to just think it's just work. Um, this isn't work for you. Like you put your all into that first draft, that first edit. And then if they want to make changes, just listen to the changes and just make them. Just make them. But however much you try and separate yourself from it and try and think about it objectively, it's always going to be personal opinion for some of these things. It's always going to be something you've created, especially if you're scripting, shooting, shooting yourself, talking it and editing. There's always going to be that element of someone's criticizing something you've created like someone criticizing your baby being ugly so this period of feeling unmotivated did it come on suddenly was it a gradual thing what what was it like when you look back it seemed to be more more gradual because at each stage i was sort of trying to get the work done and i didn't realize i was um unmotivated to do it it was just yeah over time i was getting more and more unmotivated more of a gradual thing and then at the period at which you take time off, was that near Christmas? Two sections of time off. The, the first one was time off from Riverside, but nothing else. So I was still doing other things, and that was December. And then um, over the Christmas period, so from like December 20th through to January, I took t- time off from everything, like an actual like holiday. I didn't love that time, to be honest. I was, didn't leave the flat again, and I felt quite, quite depressed and low. So let's look at that time off then. During that period of time where you stopped everything over Christmas, you thought you'd take a break. What, what was that like? So now, now I've taken another break. I know what I should have done, which was trying to figure out what went wrong. But on this break, I just thought I needed a break. So what I did was uh, sat in my living room, played FIFA, ordered takeaways and went to sleep whenever I want and just did a cycle of that. And Stefan, that is no way to get out of depression. That is a surefire route to solidify your depression if, if you do that. Uh, what I should have done, start to figure out what went wrong. Journal, write down my thoughts. Get out of the house. Get out of the flat. Go for walks. Meet up with friends. We're in lockdown, so it's kind of hard. Um, but at least go out. Have FaceTimes with your family. Cook yourself some fresh meals. Go shopping and get some, some nice food. Learn how to cook something new. Learn a new skill, read a book. All of these things would have been so, so, so much better for me than what I did in that, in that week. So let's move it forward a little bit. You take this break off. When you're returning after the break, how are you feeling at that point? You said yourself that this break was not necessarily the most organized and structured sort of rehab, for want of a better word. I came back with optimism, you know, because I thought I've, I've changed something like I, I, I want to work for this growing startup, making the YouTube videos, 
I was sort of putting November down to like a, a lack of structure or taking too much on. So going part time on my day job and starting out this with more time to be able to do it, more headspace to be able to do it. I thought, sure, that's going to be much, much easier. So it, it, it did start out much better. There was probably a month where I was getting my work done. I never felt hugely motivated, I must say. I, I'm not sure even at this point I felt I was depressed me or, or I was burnt out. Maybe my mum has said it to me. But for, for me, I just thought, oh, that was a rough patch. I didn't feel particularly good then. So I'm, I'm going to change something. I'm going to get back at it. It's only sort of looking back, I'm sort of seeing the signs. So you went back to it and then... You said before that you had a breakdown after having sort of this break again. When was that on the sort of timeline? Yeah, that was probably two months into doing the work. So, so we sort of had a month in February where things were okay. Things were, seemed good as far as I can remember. And then there was that second month where things started to get challenging. March, which was when things, more comments started to come in. I started struggling with it a lot more. It was around that time that I then had that, that breakdown. The month where things were going good, what, what was happening? What, what was a day like? What was a week like? What, what made it good? Looking back, I, I don't think... I've not been happy in myself for well over a year since COVID came along. There's certain factors into it. There's that month where things were going better. It wasn't every day I was feeling great, productive, on the ball publishing my podcast it was just sort of a bit of a grind and a struggle but I, I was getting through I was pushing through I was getting it done lockdowns started sort of ending towards the end of March and I was getting by with life I think you shocked me when you said what were the highs like I don't I didn't feel they were high points it was just getting by points not feeling that low just getting on getting on with what I need to do for a while okay and then bringing it towards sort of now, you were saying about you were feeling better, but then yesterday, for instance, was a bit of a low day. You're feeling a bit unmotivated, not sort of doing your freelance work and your podcast hasn't been published. Where are you at today? It's day by day, whether I feel good or I feel bad. The last few months, so uh, I, I had the, the, the two-month break, I've sort of been building myself up. And generally feeling better. The highs right now in these days are much higher than they were for any of the last six to eight months. So a couple of weeks ago, I was like absolutely on it with my work. I was feeling good. I was feeling happy with the work that I was doing. I feel like I was getting the stuff done that I needed to do. Then the next day, I might not feel that as, as good as that. I might be a bit frustrated. Maybe I'm like super distracted. Days that I do sport and play tennis or go out on my motorbike, I feel great then because I'm giving, giving myself some time. But usually on those days, in the back of my mind, I'm not, I'm not worrying about the work I need to do. Yesterday, when, things, when I had another really low day and I was feeling horrid, I started to let my work slip again. Uh, I've started to take on a bit too much. I've started to say yes to things, which I probably shouldn't have done. But partly that was because I had two months without income coming in. And I've got to make up the lost income from that month. So sure, I stopped the work to try and save my mental health because I thought it was a horrible impact on myself and it could spiral out of control. But for that, I then sacrificed my income 
because I didn't have any for two months. So having come back and started doing work, I have had to take a lot more on. I've been more selective about what I'm taking on and the work is more enjoyable and I've increased my rates. So Stefan, when I told you I was charging £350 an episode for a podcast edit, you were like, oh, um, when before I was charging 50 to 100 quid. I'm being more sensible about that. But if, mon- if an opportunity for money comes along, I'm pretty much taking it because I've got like a, a four or five grand deficit to make up from those two months. As we draw to the last few minutes here, I'm interested looking forward how you see yourself sort of managing this because if we look back it's been a journey it started september it's ongoing there is no definitive endpoint at this point and it's it's an ongoing challenge that you've got how do you see yourself managing it going forward so my first thing and i've got to try and tell tell myself really often is to just be a little bit kinder to myself when i'm putting so much pressure for various things you say it's an ongoing thing it really is like yesterday was was quite a horrible day today i'm feeling a bit better it's it's nice it's nice talking to you i want to try and get my routine back in order uh, and build up momentum so i i want to try and build up some good habits to get the momentum to get into a routine which involves trying to get to sleep at a certain time or like within a certain window again not too much pressure on myself being kind if it if it goes wrong between 10 and 12 get to sleep Get up between six and six and eight, hopefully. Get to the gym and do the routine I sort of set out where I do some work in the morning, feel good about myself in the morning, that I'm able to take a little bit of time off in the afternoon, spend time with my family, to go and play tennis, ride my bike, these things that I get enjoyment from. And then in the evenings, come home and sort of finish things up. I also want to be uh, eating better. You always feel better if you're not getting delivery every night. I've tried it. doesn't make you happy. I want to get my finances in order and be a bit more sensible and intentional about the things I'm buying. I, I've always had a problem with just buying things when I want them. Guess what? doesn't make you happy. What does make you happy is feeling fulfilled, feeling productive and getting the stuff done that you want to get done feeling happy with yourself that you've achieved what you set out to achieve, which is as simple as getting up early, going to the gym, doing a bit of work, enjoying the rest of your day, finishing up that work, and getting to sleep at a sensible time after having a nice home-cooked chili con carne or something. So it seems like you've got a good few things there that you want to work on. And sometimes it can be a lot to do all of these things at once. Well, thanks so much once again and take care. Cheers, Stefan. There you have it. Thanks for listening. You'll find me at talkstefan.com or at talkstefan on Twitter. Drop me a message if you're interested in either being a guest on the podcast or working together. Take care for now. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little snippet of my interview with Stefan. As I mentioned, you can hear more of the backstory along with some extra snippets in the full 50-minute episode that I've linked to in the show notes. I would really recommend listening to the rest of the Founder Hot Seat episodes and checking out the work Stefan does for the Founder community, including his Talk to Stefan service and his accountability service. I'll leave you for now and I'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled Indie Bites episode. See you in the next one.